Hello, welcome to the I Want to Meet Nikola Tesla podcast, episode nine. Today I have a very special guest, Jack Napier. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Welcome to be here. Thank you, Nick. Awesome. So today I want to talk to you about something I'm really passionate about and something I spent most of my uh, early 20s experimenting with, and that is psychedelic substances. Do you want to share your story with, uh, with those with me? Uh, generally quickly to summarize. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a broad question, isn't it? Yeah. Like, where do you start? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't know where to start to be honest. I no, I'm trying to um, think back. Do you start with your first trip? Do you start? I, I don't know. Like for me, uh, the real stuff happened when like I had a pretty heavy acid trip. Um, and that, that kind of like, that just put me on a whole different path. So I guess I'd say for me, um, uh, my story of psychedelics is before taking it, I wasn't in a particularly bad place, but I certainly wasn't in the best of places. Um, and then after doing, get, like I started getting involved with psychedelics after somebody actually spiked me with synthetic weed. They told wow. me it was normal weed and it was synthetic weed, but I had an insane psychedelic experience on it. And after that, I was like, I was a very arrogant person. So that happened to me and I was like, wow, there is so much more to this world than I realized. It kind of pulled me out of my nihilism because my nihilism was kind of like, um, like I, 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 like I know it all, nothing matters, nothing's real, you know, all this. And then all of a sudden I have an experience, which is so beyond what I thought we could experience. So after that, I was hooked on psychedelics cause it was like the closest thing I'd ever had to meaning. Yeah. Um, and, uh, trying to, I was just trying to try every single psychedelic and eventually I found myself some LSD and yeah, LSD has always been my favorite. That, that, yeah, same. Whole path. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's slowed down now. There was a period where I was just smashing psychedelics, but mm. um, now it's pretty, it's pretty tame. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. And that, like, that was a good answer to the question. Cause I realized it's like a super broad question. Cause when I think so, back <laughs> of my experience, I remember like you do it the first time and you're kind of like, there's something more. And then like, I remember getting hooked and I was like every, I don't know, there was one point when I was just either doing acid or mushrooms like every couple of months. And I was, I was really looking forward to it. Hey. Um, right. Yeah. And it's something like, I don't know, like, I don't really know how, how to explain it. Um, and I, I remember just looking at your YouTube channel and I remember I, I started in like, I started becoming interested in around 2012, 2013. So that's when YouTube was new and there was nothing really like, there was no real places to get information. I remember there was one website which I found really helpful for my research, like was a website called Arrowid. Um, yeah, it's still around. Yeah, they're really good. Hey, um, yeah, yeah. And then I saw your channel and I was like, wow, this would have been great when 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 I when I was like interested to 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 start experimenting. To just them. know how crazy you can get if you hit it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that's one way of putting it. But I suppose yeah. like just just having someone like I don't know because it, it, it I, I I don't even know like um we don't know it's so early like in terms of like uh, how many people have like tried this have tried psychedelics and I think it's like I think it's going to be like a big part of the future in terms of like treating like mm. mental illnesses and like. Uh, it's going to be massive. Know, PTS, PTSD and like, I, yeah. I don't even know, like, yeah, it doesn't even end there, does it? Like, no, <laughs> it, it blows my mind on like the fact psychedelics even exist. Like, um, like I think for me, the reason why, like, I think I, I remember in year 12 psychology, we were studying up on um, psychedelics for like um, mm. a month or so. And we we're looking at all these reports of people who are like, putting in their top three, usually their first most mystical experience of their life, the one that they couldn't explain, made them spiritual. And I'd read this and being arrogant, I was like, well, you know, um, obviously they don't understand. It's just chemicals fucking with them and, you know, this and that. Um, And I really just couldn't believe what these people were saying the psychedelics were doing to them because it just didn't exist within like what reality should do for us or what Mm. should be available. You know, it's like if you need help, you have to, get on your feet, beg, and maybe someone will help you. Like, it's like, you're really, I felt like, I just, it's hard to explain, but I just feel like psychedelics was almost like this cheat sheet that wasn't meant to exist. 
Yeah. Um, but what I've come to learn with it is obviously that, you know, just because you know the answers to something doesn't mean you know how to get to that answer once you're yeah. back to being sober. So that's the challenge still. It's still, there's still challenges. But um, I still think that there's mass prospects for treating things like PTSD, anxiety, depression, because um, with something like normal um, drugs that you get from like the pharmacy or something like that, prescriptions yeah prescription drugs yeah when you take it um it can make you feel good but you don't understand why you're feeling good mm. you know you you take a drug and all of a sudden you're just being pumped full of uh, yeah. dopamine and you know you're just feeling fantastic you're just you kind of treating the symptoms right instead of like right. the root cause yeah go on exactly exactly that's what acid does acid you take acid and it rewires your thinking so you're consciously being led on a path to becoming happier instead of just becoming happier. So you understand why when you're sober, you're not feeling great all the time. Um, yeah. You understand what you do that makes you more anxious and you are shown a pathway into becoming a happier version of you. Yeah. So I think it's going to absolutely just totally overtake um, standard antidepressants in terms of treating those sort of things in the future. It's interesting that you bring that up, hey, because isn't the whole idea of like most psychologists to kind of like you have a conversation and they're sort of like, trying to like get you to sort of open up and walk yourself through to like whatever your trauma is or whatever the thing that's bothering you is. right and it's it's right. interesting that you bring that up that's that's pretty much like an acid trip in a way like because it's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in a way yeah. like that's one way to put it isn't it so yeah. like yeah. i don't know maybe maybe who knows what the future is going to bring you know like maybe we're just going to have these like instead of going to see a psychologist, there'll just be this, like, I don't know, these spaces where you can just trip and sort of figure out your stuff. I don't know. Just a bit more. Uh, very possible. Very <laughs> possible. I, you know, I think you still need um, a lot of like humility going into these experiences. Cause as yeah. you were saying before, we, there's so much about it. We don't know. It is so fresh. Um, that's why I'm in, in my videos. Like I, I second guess myself a lot. Um, mm. And it's like, it's just, I think it's just because you don't, like even even getting answers to things on psychedelics um i think when you're in a different headspace it can um i don't know the answers can seem so much clearer but it can also seem like it's going to be so much easier to achieve um and so that can even lead to a, a, almost a psychedelic addiction because when you sober up you feel like then you need to like all of a sudden you know you have to do the work whereas when yeah. you're you're high you it was so easy it was like you understand how you can get your life in order and there's a sense of achievement yeah. then you sober up and then you're like okay how do i like what where am i like i feel like a mess again yeah yeah and I just how want that I, sense of clarity how do i connect yeah. to this reality now yeah 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 so um, it's definitely helpful but you know i think because uh psychedelics have been illegal everyone's trying to like push it forward and trying to make it really big and like you know make it a big thing now but um like they were doing that with weed and when they do it, all they say is the positive stuff. They never get into any of the negative things. Yeah. Um, but I think there are still some drawbacks that we, we need to um, need to be aware of as well. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely not like a one, one like a magic pill that can just solve everything. Like No, um, no, definitely not. And it's interesting that you bring up weed and like, I, I was just uh, reading about how in like some states in the US where it's legal, now it's been the the dispensaries have been classified as a essential service. So they're they're one of the places that are allowed to stay open now. It's interesting oh, how in like a matter of years <laughs> things can just like totally change from something to being illegal to oh, something man. to be considered yeah. like just like we need it it's essential like it's one of the core <laughs> things that we need so like, who knows so where we're going to be yeah. in a couple of years like <laughs> yeah yeah i think like, it'd be great if they had um psychedelic sessions that could be facilitated um like even i feel like antidepressants and stuff like that they could actually do a whole bunch i mean they i'm sure they do do a whole bunch of good for people mm. but like i feel like they could do a whole bunch more if they're facilitated um, because they, everyone's just getting addicted to the stuff. Like I remember yeah. I was prescribed antidepressants in high school and, um, I think they, they prescribed me Valium and like, I had only just gone there. Like I was, I was down, but really I was just anxious about my, my exams. Mm. Um, in hindsight, I understand that, but the freaking I get, I get prescribed Valium thinking this is going to help me study. And for like wow. three hours, yeah. I'm <laughs> staring at a wall, you know, <laughs> you know, so they, 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 yeah, 
yeah. If at least if they start handing out psychedelics, it'd be, it, they're such powerful tools. I just I just don't want to see them getting abused. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, we are in a bit of like uh, I've kind of been talking about this in the previous uh, episodes of the podcast, but from a from a perspective of diet and how like uh, most like all the like I believe even sugars like this crazy drug that everyone's like binging on and like that has like effects on our mind and um i i just think like it's just kind of like what have we got to lose by trying some of these new substances that uh you know right now in where we are in australia are considered illegal um but where i believe we're at such like a bad state with health that like what have we got to lose by trying, by giving people, if we're giving them like Valium already, what have we, what have we got to lose by just yeah, <laughs> trying weed or, or psychedelic? Because even weed is, is in a sense, it's like a, it's pretty much, uh, in my opinion, like the like lower level psychedelic, isn't it? Like, I feel I, like I a thousand percent agree, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now um, we, I mean, these days, I was going to make my next video, I think, or one of my videos coming up is going to be like, how to meditate on weed to have a psychedelic experience or something like that. Cause like, like yourself, obviously you're somebody who knows that can be used in a psychedelic yeah. way, but there's a lot of people Definitely. who I don't think know that, you know? Um, yeah. Cause I remember I met, yeah, I made a video. It was like um, talking about an experience I had on weed and everyone's like, yeah, weed. Oh, like, <laughs> no, it really was weed. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting even how I, I don't even know what the case is in like uh, the, the states but i've heard like uh or canada or whatever but i've heard the weed there is just like super strong like it's pretty much yeah, like it well. can pretty much have the effect of like valiums and these strong antidepressants yeah. it just like yeah. yeah knocks you out um yeah so it, it it's it's interesting that there's like this this tendency and i don't know if that comes from like uh the culture of how we use alcohol in a lot of cases like people just like uh it's more of a sort of thing to like sort of zonk you out rather than sort of lift you up to like a place right. where you can sort of maybe uh explore your consciousness or something that's like that's sort of like a, a tendency mm. we have i think in maybe western culture to uh to sort of treat drugs in in that way to sort of just like knock us out and then like we consider maybe the problem solved or something rather than uh, I, I think so too i think yeah. it's more like there's so much pressure on us during the the week to get so much work done like that's a very western mentality to work hard that we were desperate to create escapes for ourselves and so mm. we're more inclined to you know have something like alcohol to escape to and when we get something like weed we don't want to put more work into to smoking this thing. We don't want to have a spiritual experience that's going to make us work on ourselves. We just yeah. want it to zonk us the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. interesting, hey. But like, I think yeah. my always my best experience of smoking weed with people has always been like the the conversations. I think when 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 we're not mm. when you're not completely zonked out with the group. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I've I've. Uh, it's it, it is what it is isn't it and like i kind of uh i, I kind of i'm seeing it with like a, a a lot of like it's a like a lot of ways that we use substances even from like coffee to sugar it's all about just uh that that escape that escapism like i really like that example that you used and uh yeah I think uh, there needs to be like, I think there needs to be like a change in perspective in how we're using these substances. And I think that's sort of happening. And mm. that's, that's the approach with that approach. I think that will open a lot of the doors for um, like weed and mushrooms and uh, LSD. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I think like um, the, the way in which you treat these, substances it, it, it mirrors that it mirrors your intent it mirrors your image of what they are like i know um for me weed was never psychedelic in the early days um like it was a little bit trippy like you know i close my eyes and see some kind of like some cool shallow visuals and make me feel good or whatever you know but um i remember it wasn't until the end of like i, I was doing like obviously whenever i was taking psychedelics i'd smoke weed during it with the uh, knowing that it would make it more intense 
So it became part of my routine. I would like, I'd fast do the day of, I would um, do some like, I'd prepare for the week coming up to it. Then I'd drop when, when it was peaking, I'd smoke my weed and meditate. That was like my routine every time. Mm. But eventually it got to a point where I realized I needed to take a break from psychedelics, get things in perspective. And like, I didn't have time um, to like spend eight hours just kind of like tripping and, and having to stay away from the public eye. You know, like there were things I had to get done. Yeah. So I think subconsciously I, I knew that I could make weed my new psychedelic. Um, and I remember one day I was like, all right, I'm going to smoke weed next week. Cause I hadn't smoked weed in ages. It'd probably been like, um, probably like six months at this point. I, I just kind of like dropped everything for a while and like, just, you know, just try to get things in order. And I was like, okay, I'm going to smoke weed again. Um, and I was getting nervous and I was like, why am I getting nervous to smoke weed? This is really weird. And so I started preparing for it. I was like, okay, mm. we're going to smoke weed next week. And I was like, and you know what? I'm just going to take the day off. And I was like, maybe I'm going to meditate while I do it as well. And the day came and I did everything the same I would with a normal psychedelic smoke weed and had the most just psychedelic experience by a long shot that I'd ever had on weed, like full life, closed my eyes, could have been acid, could have been DMT, could have been a high dose of shrooms. It was indistinguishable. It was just like taken to another wow. reality. Yeah. To and totally there. And then came out of it and, and was like, okay, this shit, this shit is not what I thought it was. <laughs> you know, Maybe it so, was laced with something, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, since then, all, all, every, all my, um, all my bud, I've treated like that, and um, most times it can give me that sort of experience. I do have to take that long time off because um, if I smoke it like just twice in, in the same week, actually, no, that's not true. I remember after that, after that day, I smoked weed again and had an even sicker experience. So I don't know. It's just sometimes. Just yeah. gotta be in that right headspace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Hey. Um, yeah. And I, while, while, while you were talking, like when you talk about the headspace, I think it's like you can be in the right headspace and you can get like a buzz even from alcohol. And um, mm. oh, that can make you like open up, have a great conversation. Like yep. maybe it's not psychedelic, yep. but even that can. Um, even that can make you have some realizations and maybe like affect, um, makes it cause you to make some like maybe positive changes in your life. But I know with most cases, um, alcohol tends to be one of those things where like a lot of people fall into like the vicious cycle of, uh, just like addiction basically and numbness. And it's kind of like, it's interesting that like pretty much, all substances like addiction can happen um, from nicotine, sugar, alcohol, weed, all those things you can see people get addicted to. But I've yet to meet a person that's addicted to these psychedelic substances like LSD or, or mushrooms. Yeah. And like, yeah, what, what, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I think psychedelics. Uh, the nature of psychedelics and the reason why they're so helpful to us is that they bring what's behind the conscious mind to the forefront so that everything that you're running from, everything that you're hiding in your subconscious is brought forth so that you have to acknowledge it. So if you're becoming addicted to psychedelics, then that's one of the things that's going to come to the forefront of your conscious awareness during the psychedelic experience. And it's not going to be a good trip. If you're taking mm -hmm. LSD every single day, um, which by the way is pretty much impossible because the high tolerance that you build up, yeah. But let's say you're taking acid every day and there isn't a tolerance there. Um, one, one of the things that you're going to experience is that, that your thoughts and your, the, psychic, you know, the trip is basically going to say to you, guess what? You're addicted to LSD and that's a problem. And yeah, it's going to be yeah. a crap trip. You know? The best trips I've ever had um, are when like, I'm, I'm realizing that things aren't as bad as I've been thinking they are and I'm beginning in line with the truth. But if I've done something wrong, that comes up in the trip. I had a very, well, not a very bad mushroom trip. It was turning into a very bad mushroom trip until I ended up apologizing to my friends because I realized that's why I was having a really bad mushroom trip. And like that, the trip just stopped being bad. Like a curse had been lifted and it was just fantastic again. Interesting. Um, so yeah, you can't run away from um, your bad habits on psychedelics, which is the difference with most drugs. Yeah. Um, they kind of like welcome you to do that. They kind of like draw you in. They kind of like want you to like a lot of these other substances and they like want, yeah. they kind of like suck you in and like want to keep you in like in a sense. Yes. Whereas like, exactly. 
these yeah. sort of like psychedelic like mushroom or, or, or LSD will kind of like they'll make you face it <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then, you can't yeah. run away from yourself and sucks yeah. yeah um that's uh that's that's a profound thought hey um because that's uh that that that's like uh that's like the antith antithesis to like the culture that we have around drugs like i was saying all drugs even prescription drugs is a major addiction to prescription drugs so maybe like i know we were saying before it's not that these uh psychedelic substances are the magic pill but maybe they can help the masses amount of people who are addicted to a lot of these even prescription and opiates and all these things mm. Mm. um which in a lot of cases um usually they might get side effects from one, one of these, like say antidepressants or whatever, and then they'll end up taking another one. And before you know it, it's just like an out of control um, addiction. I, I, yeah. And, it, and yeah. it's really I, bad for like your health and your immune system, which is yeah. now more and now more than ever important to, to, to have that a hundred percent. What were you going to say? Just, <laughs> just basically what you're saying, like I've yeah. noticed people who have just kind of like swapped, switched from one prescription drug to the next or like said, I'm done with like these antidepressants and then they become an alcoholic. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's never fixing that root problem. It's always just trading one addiction for the other. Mm. Um, but um, oh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, I forgot. I can't remember. Sorry, it happens, <laughs> happens to me all the time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, it does. That's damn drugs. Um, <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of the there was that old ad ad with the like the frying pan or whatever, and it's like this is your brain and this is this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> oh man, it's just stupid. Yeah, tell me a little no, bit. I mean, oh, go on. Well, I was gonna say it's it is um it's so easy to uh, get like addiction happens everywhere you know even if you were able to take out drugs like your chemical reaction to a certain interaction in the world is something you get addicted to you know uh, i think it was mckenna who was, was saying you literally are just walking drugs like and, and we are you know what i mean so of course we can get addicted to anything um but yeah expand on oh. that a little bit we're, we're literally just walking drugs like well i, I mean it's like you the your the way you perceive your world I'm going to assume is like a culmination of certain drug interactions that's yeah. inside, inside your brain. I'm not saying that we're not picking up on consciousness. I'm not saying this isn't a simulation or that kind of stuff, but I am saying the way in which it seems to be working is by chemicals interacting with another. Yeah. With one another. So it's like, like, it's not the case that, you know, you're in this, like you're in the correct mind, you're in a mind that is true and pure and then you take external drugs and then you get, you know, affected and corroded and, and become delusional. It's like, no, you, you, you're in a, your, our sober reality is decided by a particular, um, uh, arrangement of, of chemicals. Yeah. All we're doing when we take psychedelics is we're just altering that arrangement and then you're yeah. altering the way you perceive your reality. Um, it's not one is right and one is wrong. They're just different arrangements of reality itself. You know what that makes me think of when you say uh, we're always constantly, basically, like our mind's always on drugs, basically. Our mind's like got a whole bunch of drugs that it's just releasing into our brain. And I think of like the way we use social media and Instagram and how like when right. you post something and people like it or the interactions, like dopamine's going off in your head and then like yeah, you're hooked yeah. onto like constantly like maybe in, in a certain routine of checking it and like if you, if you don't have your phone or if it's not there you'll get anxiety just like just sort of like you would if you're addicted to any other sort of like uh physical substance but this is like sort of like some routine that's causing uh the release of a substance in, in, in your mind so yeah i i totally right. agree with right. what yeah <laughs> with what yeah, no i mean actually that triggered i remember what i was going to say before now because it, it's aligned with that it's like um like i'm noticing it now when i don't have my phone on me i am like i'm like kind of my hands are almost fidgety i'm like <laughs> what am i going to check compulsively like yeah yeah but i think like 
until you do like I think psychedelics are going to help with that at least because we're constantly at the moment uh, the way our mind is geared is that we're constantly searching for gratification in the external world um, and I think the reason why we all need to like a wide mass of psychedelic use would be great is because it's just going to be at least even if you take it once it's that momentary break where you just see that things aren't the way you think they are you don't need to put mm. so much power into the outside world um, or whatever it is, you know, everyone's got. Yeah, it's this idea of the out. What is the outside world now? Because I think the outside yeah. world is a thing that comes from from that little window that we're also attached to, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. And maybe, and maybe, and maybe, like, and this is what we're saying. We we don't know the answers, but as uh, some people have tried these substances with, like. I can say that maybe we're saying, well, maybe this will be a way for people to take a breath and maybe see the world beyond that window because I think it's, yes. uh, it's super powerful right now more than ever that uh, yeah. window that we construct our reality through. Um, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, especially, yeah, it's the first thing people put down when they go to bed. I, I can agree for myself. Um, it's the first thing I pick up in the morning. So it's like mm. crazy powerful, hey, if you think about it. And it like is, you were saying, how we feel when it's not close to us. I can relate to that feeling of anxiety. Hey. ridiculous. No, I think, um, I mean, maybe it's a balance. Like as more people are kind of getting in tune with themselves, the outside, a big majority of the world is getting more aligned with, the, with putting uh, power in the outside world. But in all honesty, like I'm doing it as well. Like, like even though like I know myself, not like, um, you know, that gratification can only come from within. I don't know if gratification is the right word, but you know, contentment mm. can only come within. It's yeah, like, I'm yeah. still on my or phone, a feeling you know? of peace or something. Yeah. 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 I, I it's like, I, I was still like, that's why I had to check myself on trip whip when I first started. Like, um, I really, I lost my way on trip whip really fast because, uh, after the first videos were posted, I made those first three videos with a lot of love. They were just my expression. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I was like, all right, um, I know to get more views, you got to upload more often and you got to do this, you got to do that. And like the whole nature of my videos has changed. And I've actually deleted the videos that I released immediately yeah. after those three or those yeah. first four. Cause they just, they just weren't who I was. And, um, and, and, and they lost a lot of views as well coincidentally and like um they they did a lot of damage to the channel i think so it's like it, it really it, it goes to show you gotta there, there's something about the fact that we just gotta put more power into ourselves you know unfortunately we've all been wired into uh accepting the reality that we've been conditioned to believe in which we invented when we were born like from the, the early days of our childhood like when you're first born you've got a very pure mindset and then society kind of conditions you into looking at reality in a particular way. Yeah. And then we never question that. We're like, we're talking, like we look down on children who are like six years old, whatever comes out of their mouth, obviously yeah. you're not going to take it as divine wisdom, but it's like the way that they're analyzing reality. That's the same way you analyze reality. You haven't yeah. questioned it since you've been six years old and you assume that the way you look at reality is right. All you need to do is take psychedelics, bang, reality changes. And yet here we are, shitting on people who are taking psychedelics saying like it's just corroding your brain it's like come on people <laughs> come yeah, on. Yeah, literally yeah. you know you're accepting the uh, everything everything that you've created from uh, like from practically infancy so yeah. you know I, I i'm not saying that the psychedelic realms or the psychedelic the way we perceive reality is like uh, objectively true whatever that means but I, I, it does sit in um, a realm of experience that seemingly contradicts um, the sober experience. You know, when you're sober, you do not think that the things you, you can experience in psychedelics are possible. They shouldn't be, um, a lot of them anyway. Um, and then all of a sudden you experience them. And you're like, well, okay, I need to readjust the way I looked at reality before psychedelics because that just simply wasn't right. That just simply couldn't, um, uh, what would you say, couldn't... Um, anticipate an experience like that so at least you know it may not be giving us uh it may not be showing uh objective reality like a lot of psychonauts think it does and i'm not saying it doesn't but i you know i personally i think it's still being filtered through uh, naive um you know a, a naive self but um even so 
it's humbling us. And I think that's really important. I think we need to be humbled as a society because we are doing a lot of things wrong. Uh, we are abusing ourselves, abusing others, abusing the world, obviously. And it's like, um, if, we can, if we can just a little, at least be humbled, we can start being a little bit more careful with the way we conduct ourselves. Yeah, no, that's an interesting yeah. thought. And that relates back to this point we've sort of had before. And I think it's kind of like the drugs that a society sort of deems acceptable and like are the ones that are mass consumed. I think it mm. kind of has like a big reflection on, uh, on the society. And I think it might relate to like uh, what you're, what you're kind of saying in the sense that, because I don't know, I'm just, in my opinion, the way I use it, the biggest substances in our culture as sugar sugars i think the biggest from like even little yeah, kids yeah. to all the way up um coffee alcohol and then even these prescription medications like it does there's no humbleness in there there's not much room for being humble um in those like sort of uh from those substances i think in most cases it, it makes people uh like you were saying, in in some senses, it, it can it can bring out the worst qualities. And like, mm. I think I I see the the potential for psychedelic substances to yeah to give us that uh, to get to, to take us uh, to give us this to let us take a step back from everything and kind of really think uh, what's important and where are we and where are we going um totally. and that's that pretty much sums up for like uh, an average like acid trip that i've had but like <laughs> you know you, you go on you have you, you go up you get really euphoric and like and then maybe yeah. you're like thinking what 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 the hell just happened like yeah. who am i where am i going what am i doing and like sure. that 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 that's a really like i don't think we i don't think a, a lot of the times the average person we don't really uh take a minute to think about like those those sort of questions um no, no yeah and like we should be because uh i agree yeah our time uh our time is short and uh before you know it you know um yeah you can just get caught up in a lot of these uh i don't know i'm gonna call them cycles like with our phones and like you know we're all mm. like we it goes back to what we were talking about in these like at the external world whatever that is um mm. and i'm sort of saying how my, for me my external world and i think especially for a lot of people right now with where we're at uh our external world is our phone um especially from uh especially considering that it looks like we're going to be spending a lot more time indoors now and uh that that means we're going to be even more on our phones and uh mm -hmm. that's 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 our that's our whole world and uh i think i think it's going to be interesting now um to see how how things how things develop and how these perceptions you were you were kind of saying before about how people perceive sort of like i don't know what to call it like the the people who like to take psychedelics or like the psychedelic community you call them there's a word for it psychonauts Psych psychonauts yeah. yeah yeah um yeah and then there's all these like uh sort of like uh sort of big figures like and i i can think of terence mckenna um now an emerging person is uh duncan trussell um yeah legend yeah um yeah. What, what do you think about where the history of like i'm gonna call it like a community um and where it's where it's come and like because you're 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 a part of it being a content creator um and wh where do you think it's going hmm. big question huh yeah, I um, I think in the early days of psychedelics, um, obviously it scared people a lot mm. um, because, you know, you've got everyone just kind of abiding by a nine to five, keeping it safe, keeping on the um, long and steady. And all of a sudden there's naked people running through the streets holding signs of flowers and, and having mass orgies and all this kind of crap. Yeah. It was just so, you know, it was so on the other side of what people uh, were expecting. 
Um, and then also, I think we had a lot of people coming out and saying that there are things that are real in the world, which just couldn't seem possible to people who weren't taking psychedelics. Obviously, Terence McKenna talks about machine elves, which I talk about as well. And um, the word real is really hard to, to use in the psychedelic experience um, because I, I don't know what you can trust. In, in terms of like, not just like what entities you're experiencing, but like the way, the manner in which you experience the entities, your sensory experience and things like that. Like, I think first you need to tackle, can you even trust your sense, your sensory experience? Can you trust your thoughts? And you know, like um, that might lead down a bit of a rabbit hole, but um, at the same time, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people were kind of uh, affronted by psychedelics was that it was like, people were coming out and saying that this is real and this is real and this is wrong um, and trusting the psychedelic experience altogether. But that was because we'd come from a place where our sensory experience was the first thing that you trusted. Um, and then all of a sudden you take psychedelics and it's altering your sensory experience in an extremely powerful way, but you still trust in your sensory experience. Um, and so I think as it's evolving, we're learning that, you know, maybe, uh, we need to question more things. Maybe, you know, the way we have to regard the, the psychedelic experience itself has to change. So I think that um, we're going to find through psychedelics a mass uh, transition in the way we perceive reality itself. Um, and I think personally, it's probably going to be leading to um, a far happier um, civilization because um, at this point, because we put so much power in the sensory experience, which is kind of a representation of the outside world. So in other words, we put so much power in the outside world. Um, we are kind of victims to the outside world. Yeah. How, whatever is going on in our reality, that's how we feel. If we're successful in our job and we've got a good relationship, we're happy. If that relationship starts crumbling and the job, you know, we're fired from, we're miserable. Yeah. But uh, people who are going through psychedelics, you know, we're understanding that our thoughts and our emotions really conduct the experience itself. And we are the ones who have power over that. If you start listening to thoughts that make you afraid, and if you start um, uh, dwelling on emotions that can bring you down, you're going to have a bad trip. So we're understanding now not to put power in the outside world or the sensory experience, but actually be more uh, responsible for our emotions and the way we feel ourselves. Um, and when we get in touch with ourselves in this way, I think we can literally be happy whenever we want to be. I think that's where we're evolving to. And it's very hard for us to get there right now, but that's, that's where psychedelics are helping us get to. Um, so I'm hoping that the community is just going to act as a guide for people, let them kind of not get crazy through psychedelics. I think the, the, the main role of the community is to help people understand this power over themselves instead of becoming a victim to the, 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 uh, the psychedelic experience. Cause if it's going good, it's fantastic. But if it starts going bad and you don't know how to conduct yourself, it can bring you down. Yeah. Um, personally, one of the things um, I tr I'm trying to get out there as well is that uh, it's not just during the psychedelic experience, um, the, w and the way you conduct yourself during the psychedelic experience that helps you trip, but also the way you conduct yourself when you're sober. As I was saying to you before, I had that bad mushroom trip because I kind of fucked over a friend and that came up during the trip. So I've learned since then um, that you have to really, if you want to have good trips, you got to be a good person as well. <laughs> That's the truth, you know. Um, unfortunately, society, I think the reason why we have so many addictions um, is because we are running away from something inside us. Perhaps it's the capacity to be evil because that seems to be the thing that we hate the most in the external world. Um, evilness itself so it might be the fact that we are capable of being evil ourselves that uh, we keep running away from and don't want to confront mm. um, but one way or another we're going to have to confront these things and I think psychedelics are leading us to confronting this aspect of ourselves um, so hopefully this community can just help guide that process and not lose away uh, during it I hope that answered the question I yeah no that that <laughs> you fantastically answered the question and what I like the there's a lot of things to unpack from what you just said but the thing that I wanted to go to first was this idea of not needing anything to be happy like doesn't right. that 
Right. Doesn't that just sound like a crazy thing to say um, in, sure. this, yeah. in this time? Like, cause yeah, why, why do we need any substance or anything to be happy? Um, it's yeah. a feeling yeah. that comes from within. And I know that sounds like uh, for a lot of people that just sounds absurd, I think, but I think, uh, and Hey, we're even saying that, yeah, you shouldn't even need LSD or mushrooms or any of these things to be happy. But for maybe mm-hmm. for some people who are really, uh, struggling um, and for a lot of these addictions they're physical addictions like for someone who's like an alcoholic if they don't have alcohol they're going to start getting physical withdrawal symptoms like sweats and I don't know what all the, what all the things are but I know that that's the case similar for nicotine yeah. I think even for sugar in a way I've, I've, Probably. <laughs> I've seen yeah I've seen it in kids who are like used to getting sugar and if they're denied they'll start throwing a tantrum you know, sure, I think yeah. us adults do the same thing. Um, yeah. And I, I view these substances as maybe like a door, as like a gateway for us to go to start that journey. Just to maybe even for some people to even know there's this whole, um, there's, there's something within that you can start exploring um, to find that feeling of peace instead of... Uh, seeking seeking these uh other substances which are which like you said they are a very external sort of thing and they 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 like i'm just trying to think like what what even even sugar is like a version of this high that like people get and it and it does it 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 like makes them feel good doesn't it um from but it's an external like uh feeling of um happiness in a sense mm. rather than like a internal um internal I, I would call it internal happiness maybe a better word is like an internal contentness or like yeah uh peacefulness and i i think uh, i think if the community's mission is to sort of get people to there where um we don't rely on these substances to, to feel, to basically to feel, I think, um, is, 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 is where we're at. Hey, with like a lot of these, uh, substances that, uh, society is, uh, using and that's, uh, and like that, that's not a great place to be in. And, um, what I see and what the, the, what I get from what you're saying is, is, um, Hey, if, if we, as the psychonaut community, like we, we know about, we know about how these substances work. Um, and we think that they could help a lot of people. And, um, this is where we're trying to get to, to a point where people can feel without feeling like they need to take, need to always have sugar, need to always have coffee, need to always have alcohol, need to always have these things even you can even throw weed in there cigarettes all these all these category of drugs that are used in that certain way um would probably would probably be would probably be living in a better world and um 100 yeah i think uh yeah that 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 sounds like a like a great mandate <laughs> um to, to we're literally to we're just have. gonna have we're just going to have problems like re-arising over and over and over until we do tackle that thing that's at the heart of it. Yeah. Um, but you know, as you're saying, like most people can't accept the message that you can be happy, you know, whenever you want that you are, um, like your, your, your happiness is kind of independent of any external sources. Um, because I think, I think it's a product of like positive and negative reinforcement as, as being kids. Um, like you know you do something right you're rewarded you do something wrong you're punished what are you usually um, rewarded with like if you think about it i just wanted to expand that sugar isn't it for a lot sure, of sure yeah. Yeah. Definitely one of yeah. things yeah. Yeah. yeah go on no, it's true yeah so it's like we're kind of we're just kind of that's that childhood is just it's an echo throughout the rest of our life you know and it's it's like we will not allow ourselves to feel good until we won't reward ourselves with our own happiness until we've done something right. But unfortunately, you know, we're creatures of habits. And so, uh, Interesting, we, yeah. yeah, we'll do something, we'll achieve it and we'll give ourselves a tiny little pat on the back and then we'll just fall right back in the same habit yeah. and we'll just find something else to be 
miserable about until we achieve achieve it and then repeat the process over and over. Um, I think it's like, when you look at some people going on a holiday though, you can understand that this is just something we're doing to ourselves. Cause I, I experienced this firsthand, like um, I, I was tossing back and forth, putting so much importance on the car. I remember I was working on a project of some kind and I was just like, I, I was like, okay, I need to take a break from this. I'd turn on the TV, but I couldn't even enjoy what I was watching on TV because my mind was still half on the project. And it was just constantly like this, just this cycle of like not feeling the way I wanted to feel um, because of this project. And I put so much power in this project. And finally I went down with, I know one of your guests and one of your friend, one of our yeah. friends, Lee, um, he, um, he, he wanted to, uh, he was filming a scene. And so we all went down to Denmark, down South in Australia um, to, um, to, you know, to film the scene. And it was, I was forced to take a break. It was taken out of my hands. I was forced to go on this holiday. And I remember how good the music sounded. And I remember how good it felt to just be around people and talk with them and to eat food and just all of a sudden everything and the views of down South, everything I was experiencing was just beautiful mm. because I was allowing it. Finally, for the first time I was allowing it. Yeah. So that's what we're all doing to ourselves. We're just we're de like, we're depriving ourselves of this joy, but we have the capacity to stop that. You know, we yeah. just, we're just waiting for that excuse to, uh, to stop doing that. Um, but we've got to learn as a society to just to, to, to try and balance because I think this is part of our evolution. Like in the same way that religion has been, um, ha has been forcing people to be good because of like there, there's a guy who's looking over your shoulder and if you're not good, he's going to send you to hell forever and ever. Mm. You know, eventually we didn't need that. You know, um, I, I think um, Frederick Nietzsche was talking about the transition from needing religion to uh, substituting it with morality. So all of a sudden we don't need to be good because there's someone looking over our shoulder. We need to be good because we understand that that's, that's the best way to live. It helps us and it helps other people. It's good for everybody. Um, but right now what's acting as this old man looking over our shoulder is our ego. Our ego drives us to be successful, uh, to have a hot girlfriend, to, uh, you know, to, to achieve certain things, to, to be a success generally so that you can look in the mirror and say, yes, you're a success. And you can go to a family dinner and say, everybody look at me. I'm a success. The ego has egotistical drives, but ultimately it might be getting you to conduct yourself in a good way. A person who's successful isn't a bad member of the community. A person who's successful isn't fucking off people, isn't staying inside all day, masturbating, watching TV. And I don't think you want to be inside all day watching TV, masturbating. And what we need is something like an ego to drive us to be the person we want to be. Unfortunately, this ego makes us suffer and makes us do these things out of suffering. Just like the old man looking over our shoulder made us be good out of fear, not just for the sake of being good. So I think psychedelics are also helping us into that next transition of um, being good, doing the right things, but not because not for egotistical reasons, not because um, you want to prove something just because it's the right thing to do. And it's actually what you want to do, but you don't need this. There's not like this bad underlying reason for it anymore. So we'll also be able to feel great while we do it. Um, so it's not like turning, you know, turning away power from the outside world is just going to make us um, incapable of interacting, you know, and, and upholding our community. I think it's just the way in which we do things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Something that I think of when you say that is like uh, this idea of an internal compass um, that we can go to, 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 to sort of figure out uh, how to like where we want to go. Um, and like what you were saying before about how um, a lot of people use uh, how, how the, like, currently the drugs are sort of like a reward system from like the kid who gets the, the, the sugar um, for doing the right thing to the adult who after a day's work, he'll sit down and open some beers or drink some wine. Um, it's sort yeah. of like the same thing. And it's sort of like, that's sort of like an external, um, an external compass. Um, whereas what if, and this relates even to the idea of what we were saying about how, really we shouldn't need anything um 
And that's because if we know how to use our internal compass and even just use all the like, like how and understand how powerful our mind is and our body is um, just even like coming back to the idea of like um, how, like how much of even a dopamine we hit, we can get from our devices to even the feeling we get um, after just going for a run or doing some exercise. Um, and if we can sort of harness the internal compass, we can be more in control rather than being other. other yes. uh, yeah. You, you sort of get where I'm coming from rather than being I do. almost yeah. like a, uh, a hamster and like running around in one of those wheels where, where, totally. uh, from the external sort of, uh, yeah. um, yeah, uh, influences, so to speak. Yeah. It's that attachment to things as well. Um, I think like, I had a big ketamine uh, trip recently, which um, like is a disassociative. So um, for me, unlike most of my psychedelic trips, what this ketamine did was it just like slowly stripped away everything that I was ordinarily associated with or attached to. So at first it's like my body feeling, but then it was also my auditory experience. And next thing it's my thoughts. And at some point, eventually it's, it's, just base awareness. That's all it is. It's just, there's just pure base awareness there. Um, so I think things like that can be really helpful as well, because the reason why we're getting so addicted to stuff is like we are attached to experience of some kind, whatever that experience is, we're just attached to it. That's where our, all our meaning comes from is experience. Um, so obviously like we want a positive experience, not a negative, negative experience. And we're stressing out so much throughout our daily lives that of course we need some freaking reward. And now this reward is our phone and, and, you know, creating a, a, a different sort of image for yourself, the image you want to be, and you can, you get likes and all this, you know, it's just, it's like, it's like life made easy. Um, but these addictions are coming from the fact that we are, this is the root of our, of these, of these addictions is the fact that we are still attached to our experience, not understanding that what, well, maybe with like I say base awareness, that's just language giving it a name. I think, you know, we're something, we're something like that. And, um, and somewhere along the, on along the lines, we confused ourselves for being this experience, for being our thoughts, for being all this kind of crap, you know? Um, and so we can't conduct ourselves in the way we want. You know, if we're, if we, if we want to do good in this world, which I do because I'm grateful for being alive, I probably am going to have to put myself through some hard work. Um, but you know, I'm just like, as soon as I do that, I start second guessing what I'm doing. Um, I start like, outs. Uh, I don't know. Yes. Outs. Exactly. I'm on yeah. my phone immediately yeah. just because I'm too attached to my current experience. And if it's not rewarding me, then I, you know, I'm seeking it from somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something like that anyway. So yeah, I think yeah. psychedelics at least going to help us. Um, in that manner, even though ketamine is not a traditional psychedelic, I think ketamine, I feel anything that makes you trip, I feel like I just call that a psychedelic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. I've never taken ketamine before. I, I don't know. All I know is it's like it's called a horse tranquilizer. Um, and yeah, that, well, that doesn't that doesn't have a nice label to it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I mean, it, it's actually being used to treat um, depression over in. Um, I think they're doing it in America, uh, somewhere in America. I can't remember, but um, yeah, uh, it's got excellent results for um, for treating uh, for treating depression at the moment. Uh, but again, like everything else, you got to um, uh, treat it right, and obviously, you got to do your research with things like ketamine and stuff like that. Uh, luckily, ketamine is one of those drugs that's okay for you, even though it's got that horse tranquilizer label. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if used right, I think ketamine can do can do have some some serious benefits as well yeah well it's like even like lsd and mushrooms have like pretty terrible labels on them like people say you like, yeah, yeah acid acid sounds terrible yeah. and like yeah. i don't know there's all these stories like people have taken it and like walked off a building or something because they thought they could fly and like, one of my friends did that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah there's all there's all like people do think like if you're going to talk about those sort of things then alcohol is actually the one that's like, I reckon done the people have done the most yeah. stupid shit and lost yeah. their lives yeah. um, from, 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 from 
from doing more than anything in my opinion but uh oh, 100 but also yeah. alcohol is the most popular drug as well um and this is like like i'm i'm pro psychedelics but like there are like a lot of like i saw this drug charts online whereas like measuring like health and harm and it had like alcohol the most damaging drug and like mushrooms and acid and weed is the three lowest ones uh, but i was like well if you're measuring like the amount of people who are getting affected there are way more people drinking alcohol than there are people doing shrooms and mushrooms and, and weed and stuff like that um it's like I, i'm i'm 100 pro these drugs because also they're not uh physically harmful unlike um, alcohol and, and obviously a lot of prescription drugs and things like that. Mm. Um, but they can't like people can actually jump out the window thinking they can fly. Yeah. Like, people can, you know, people can, uh, uh, become suicidal on these drugs. Yeah. Um, people can become violent and it's, um, you know, it's rare, but it's, it's, it's still something that needs to be addressed. Um, I think and acknowledged. Know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We need to understand these things so that they can stop happening. Mm. You need to understand beforehand that you're going to think you can fly so that when it starts happening while you're tripping, you don't jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> you try flying in your room first, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. I think we need to be a little bit more cautious because these are some serious potent substances as well. Yeah. And that's, that, that's, I, I agree with you hundred percent. It's important to, to talk about these things because it's so easy just to get lost into like how, how great it is. And there's also like yeah. other things where, where people, I, I've heard people can like take it and feel like they never come down. Like I just feel like they're yeah. just tripping for a while. Like there's, there's all these things. And like, you mean, you mean people who are tripping like during the trip or like they actually have like HPPD and like just keep tripping for ages. Yeah, something like that. Where like I don't know. I've yeah. heard it's kind of like maybe you have a better idea of it, but they just feel like like they they take it and then they feel like they never come back to sort of like um, reality sure, yeah. in a sense. Like yeah. I don't know. I've heard reports yeah. about that as well. I mean, I definitely feel like I, I'm still in the trip for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like yeah, I get what you mean. Um, it definitely changes you. You're definitely like not going to be the same as before. But there's definitely like yeah. um some people like it's just like it's kind of like the case with every drug isn't there like whatever you go to the doctor and maybe is prescribing you some certain drug is going to be like oh in like 0.05 percent of cases people go into like uh maybe have an allergic reaction and like right right yeah <laughs> and go can can go into anaphylactic shock or like whatever it's like they yeah we all we're yeah. all gonna experience uh all of us experience substances in different ways and like for the most part there's a lot of for for, for the general population it's like there's we experience it in a similar way but there's always like these out outliers isn't it for for all substances it, it is i think the what that's one of the, the purposes of my channel is is to try and help people with the trips um because like i think my channel is probably more uh, geared towards guys who have, or guys and girls who have done very heavy doses with psychedelics, um, just because like um, you start, like you, you, it's inevitable if you believe in what you experienced during that trip, your reality will never be the same again. So you have to. So what I'm trying to do is get people to see it in a positive light, which I believe is the light to view it on. Mm. Um, you know, I talked about, I made a video called the something to do with the Truman show effect, which happens on LSD, but I think it happens on other psychedelics as well. Basically where everyone around you reveals themselves to have been actors in your life all along. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, this is a very popular thing that happens to people. And the most common reaction is to just brush it under the rug but I can tell you while you're experiencing it, it is impossible to do that. It is, there's a hyper real feeling and it feels realer than this reality right now. So if you brush that under the rug, then you're inclined to be brushing a lot of stuff under the rug. Um, and it's a lot of the good stuff that can come from psychedelics as well. You're just mistrusting a whole bunch of stuff. I'm saying there's something to learn from it. You know, I'm not saying that everyone's an actor in your reality, but there's a reason why you're experiencing that. And there's a reason why lots of people are experiencing that. Mm. So unfortunately these things like what you're talking about, I think it's called HPPD um, hallucination or hallucinating per uh, persisting perception disorder. Okay. Um, that, that happens a lot. Um, and it's because you, 
you're thrown into a, what's called a psychosis um, during these these trips. I don't. I wouldn't call it a psychosis, but I think you would be classified as being in a psychosis if you told somebody that you believed everyone around you were actors. So um, I think, like I do, I, I what I experienced during my Truman Show experience, I actually do believe that's real. Mm. Um, actors, actors is you know there's uh, it's not really the right word for it. Um, but like I call them machine elves. I believe myself and everyone are what I call machine elves. Mm. Um, and so, you know, obviously if I don't dice, like obviously if somebody else believed that as well, but didn't take it positively, they could be terrified, paranoid, um, yeah. hiding in the house all the time, going to a mental asylum to be treated. Um, so it can go either way. And um, like this people believing they can fly. This is probably happening because on psychedelics, you, uh, a big reoccurring theme is the fact that you, your belief system manifests your reality, the way in which mm. you believe reality to be, that's how your reality turns out to be. So people get a taste of this and like, Oh, I can fly. And all of a sudden, you know, they jump out the window, maybe realize they can't fly. Maybe they do fly and they just split timelines and they go to the reality where everyone knows <laughs> they can manifest the reality. They're all flying and the part of him that doesn't dies, but <laughs> yeah, you know, or deals it's with like, broken bones. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. So um, there's a lot of craziness in psychedelics in, in the end of the day. If you start hitting it hard, there's a lot of craziness. Mm. Um, and that we need to be able to at least conduct ourselves positively, happily, and make it benefit us uh, rather than have it do harm to us and become... And that's why I say emotions and the way uh, that we control our emotions are the most important things. Because it doesn't really matter what you believe you believe in then. All that matters is the way you're feeling and the way you're um, conducting yourself. Yeah, because otherwise, what's the point, right? None of us want to feel like shit. Like that. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. point is. I met. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, go on. I was I, just going to say like... the point. The point is, sorry, to feel to feel better, to get to a better place. But go on. No, of course, of course. I met a I met a psychologist once who like. Um, what did she say? She was talking about schizophrenia. I asked her what, um, what defines schizophrenia. I'm sure all sorts of psychologists have different definitions, but basically she said, if you're having uh, mental symptoms that are out of the ordinary, that are making you feel bad, that's schizophrenia. So I asked her, I was like, well, what if you have like an imaginary friend who's talking to you or giving you compliments? And when you're feeling down, it makes you feel good about yourself and gets you being a really productive member of society, but you believe this imaginary friend to be real, even though no one else can see him, um, does, does this still make you schizophrenic? She was like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was like, so I think, you know, a lot of us are getting too lost in um, how crazy these trips are instead of focusing on, on ourselves and the way we are reacting to them. Yeah, because it, it is all in our mind. And when you're talking about like imaginary friends and that whole thing, I remember I was reading Nikola Tesla's uh, biography uh, uh, recently when I, when I started the idea to start this podcast. Um, and he describes when he was young, he, he, he imagined like going to different worlds and meeting people um, that felt as real to him as... Uh, any other person he had met um right, in, totally. in real life yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah. and it's kind of like uh for for me like and then when i think i don't know he, he maybe was an extraordinary individual that was able to tap into something inside to be able to do that but for me what psychedelics were done that, that they they would they just allowed me to see oh there's something within me that like there's other worlds within me basically mm. um mm. and like i don't know some of us all have different abilities to to explore that i believe like but i, believe, I, th I think so too i actually yeah. like i got like a um a belief system which is like um so apparently you you, you know string theory have you heard, you know kind of loosely about string theory is that the idea so, that like there's an atom here or something that's connected to some atom like all all, all the way like yeah i, I the think other so side that's, of the universe like i think like that's like particle entanglements i think mm. that has something to do with string theory but basically string theory is like the closest thing um people have to piecing together relativity with metaphysics because there's like this gap in between where it's like what happens in the metaphys uh, metaphysical reality just is so different to 
the world around us that we perceive, but obviously they're connected in some way. So they're trying to find out, you know, I see. How, what, what, how what's bridge the bridge? Together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the bridge. And so string theory is like the closest thing we have to a bridge. Um, but there was something I heard um, about string theory, which is that inside this bridge could be um, every single parallel universe in reality. Um, so it's like all the potential realities and stuff like this, this physicist was explaining that the, these, this could exist in this bridge between uh, the world we experience and this metaphysical world. So for me, I, I actually think our imagination, um, hinges on this part of the bridge. If, I mean, imagine if this bridge, um, um, example was right. So it's like when we're, when we are imagining scenarios, we're actually tapping into all of these parallel and potential realities, um, and then creating our own, uh, or drawing from that and, and, um, creating one of these potential realities in front of us. Yeah. Um, so I, th yeah, yeah. So it's, it's pretty like, it's pretty crazy. Um, cause I think the imagination is also active in the way that we perceive our reality. So for us, like we would see, like a lot, like there's probably people who, who are in psychosis who were just like, man, that dude is totally crazy, but he's probably, he's probably perceiving a whole different reality to the one we're, we're perceiving. Just, you, you know, that I think the imagination just can do a whole bunch more for us, but I don't know if I'm ranting or not. I had a microphone no, 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 no. this morning. So. No, 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 no. That, that's a, that's yeah. an interesting thought because that, that brings up the idea of like how, where, where does like where do things like how do we because like it all starts in our head whatever we manifest in this reality right so that bridge right. thing that you're talking about is really interesting because uh it's like where do we go for like even musicians or like engineers or scientists or whatever like it, it all comes from the mind right but then where where, where does that come from like and like tesla hmm. tesla had the idea he says his mind was just a receiver and like he received right. from the source um right and I, I found that really interesting and i think that relates to what you're saying that then that there's a bridge and it's kind of like we're the bridge basically um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. um that that bring that bring these uh that bring these things into i don't know whatever we're going to call it, into our world i guess or um, yeah i yeah I, I i agree with that totally yeah um i think we're like what would you call us like we're like imagination machines or like manifesting machines yeah picking up that signal of of like the imagination of source of, of consciousness and then churning it out into a physical form something like that yeah yeah and i think like this is like we have so much potential right it's 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 limitless and like now i'm gonna try and bring it back to full circle um again and kind of say well that that i think is the mission of like the psychonaut movement is to like sort of that that the, there's the the word awake awaken gets used a lot doesn't it and i think um, for my understanding and my interpretation of that awakening is like to wake people up from like being stuck in that example I was using of the, of the hamster wheel of like whatever substance it is, sugar or coffee or whatever it is that just keeps you sort of stuck in this forever loop to like wake you up yeah. to like your potential yeah. is like limitless to do anything. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think that basically sums up like my ex my understanding of the movement and why I'm so passionate about like psychedelic substances and why I think, um, why I think everyone, everyone should try them. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. Yeah. hundred percent agree. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. I, th I think yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I think we've, uh, I think, I think we've, uh, we've, we've summed it up right there perfectly. Is there anything else yeah. that you wanted to share or, um, or, or or maybe just tell people where they can find you um yeah i'll put it um, in the have, description uh, below and yeah go for it sure i'm uh so trip whip on youtube um that's trip whip and um trip whip but with double p's on uh instagram and um i think that's really all you can find me